Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing well. So it's been a little while since I've been on here. A lot of things going on and our world has rapidly changed overnight, has it not? I mean, we've got the Hamas uh, attacking Israel and Israel defending themselves and the world going crazy. Telling everybody who should stop and who's wrong. and Well, if you're Christian, you know the answer. I'm not going to do a biblical history breakdown. We all know who should prevail if you're a Christian. And if you're not, get your Bible out and start reading about Abraham and his two sons and where things come from. Speaking of sons, that brings me into a father's love podcast I've been thinking about for a couple of days. Father's love. What is a what is a father's love? I mean, well, let's go back to Abraham. God loved Abraham so much he told him that he'd make his descendants as plentiful as the sands of the sea. And boy, I tell you, there's a lot of sand. I don't know if you ever been to the beach. You just get a little bit in your bathing suit and you figure out how much sand that is. You can never sweep that, clean that stuff out, sweep it out of a house. It's just like, it keeps multiplying. Well, <laughs> so does the sons of Abraham. But a father's love for his kids, what? How is God's love for us? And, you know, I have people ask that question and and there's no real good answer to say about how a father's love you know I, I give analogies like when I'm preaching I tell people you know when you're a kid and you run and you fall down and you scuff your knees God picks you up brushes your knees off and pats you on the butt and sends you on the way just like your earthly father does you know there's all these kind of analogies of love, but, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, to understand and explain until that light bulb moment when it goes off in your head. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what happened to me uh, this weekend, this past weekend. So I got this friend, I'm not going to name him. He'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, we went to eat. We went to eat at a restaurant. We met there. And you see, he brought his son with him. But let me tell you, his son is a 25-year-old, I think he's 25, Special needs young man. He's uh, not very mobile. He can't walk. But he can sling his arms around and he can grunt and yell. And he knows a little bit of sign language. But let me tell you. We went to this restaurant 
to eat. And if you've ever had children, little children, you know, they they act up and they do things. And, you know, our little children grow out of it and we love them. And, and we just accept that's what they are. And then, you know, they grow up and they become walkers and runners and hell raisers and, you know... Heard me mention my children. I got a good one and a bad one. I mean, but this friend of mine, we sat there in this restaurant, crowded as could be, with his son being a three-year-old and a 25-year-old body. knocking chips all over the table and spilling drinks and yelling and causing a scene. And you know what my friend did? He loved him. He didn't get upset. He loved him. It's his son. And he loved him. And he took care of him. I mean, look at the age, 25 years old, and he's still that father's love, that unconditional love. Not angry. Loves his son enough to take him out into public. He doesn't hide him. He doesn't lock him up. And he cleans up after him. And he just looks at the people and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a, I'm sorry. Like we need to apologize to people. No, we don't need to apologize. But that unconditional love of a father for his son. You know, sitting at that table... Sitting at that table was when the light came on. When people say, what's God like? What are we like? What are we doing out here in the world that we're acting a freaking fool? We're being stupid. We're killing people, robbing, stealing, pro-Palestinians, and, you know, no, they didn't crush babies' heads, and we're... All this stupid crap. And God's like, well, you know, I love them. Maybe they'll come to Christ one day and see the error of their ways, but I love them. And I keep giving them one more chance. But I love them. That's when people ask me, What's God like? I'll say, my friend. I'll say his name. That's what God's like. He loves us. He cleans up after us. He doesn't put us out of sight where we're not an embarrassment. He doesn't 
belittle us. He puts up with our crap and our messiness and destroying things. And he still loves us. You know, and a couple of verses have been coming to me ever since this. And I finally got it out and put them together. And I looked them up. And it's Matthew 18. You know, Jesus is talking and, and the disciples ask him, Who is the greatest of the, in the kingdom? And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But that's not just it. He's talking about how... Have the childlike faith. But listen to this. He gives a warning. <laughs> Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. You hear that? Woe to the world because of offenses. These crazy left rainbow-thumping, gay, transgender, cut-the-children priests and preachers, y'all gonna have a hot spot in hell, I hate to tell you. I don't. First of all, I don't think he's ever a Christian if you're going against the Word of God. So, the devil's using you to preach and sow crazy seeds, but you're gonna be... It would be better to have a millstone tied around your neck than to mislead the children. Woe to you! But then he goes on to say in verse 10, skip down to 10, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you, listen to this. Not many people catch this in the verses. Listen, that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. You hear that? The children have their own angels looking over them. This is it. Matthew 18, 10. He says it. That you, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. What do you think their angels are doing? They're watching over them. And they're reporting the crap that you do if you abuse children. If you mislead children. Don't think that what you do in the darkness isn't coming to light because it's seen. Not just by the children and you, but their angel that is watching you over your shoulder as you abuse and mislead and direct, misdirect these children. 14 says, Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. It's not his will that they perish. They do. But it's not his will. But we have free will. We can make choices and we can do what we want. You can't tell me. I don't care who you are. I've been around the world and I've seen all kinds of people and all kinds of men. You can't tell me that you're a normal person and you crush a child's head under your foot. You can't tell me you're normal 
you hold them by their ankles and bash their brains against the wall of a house. This pure, unadulterated evil. Pure evil. You're, you're servants of Satan. But you want to know about the love of a father? God's love is there for us. And it's his will that none of us, as his children, we're all his children, that none of us should perish. That we should all have eternal life. And that's why his patience with us is it's freaking crazy. If he hadn't had the patience with me, good God, I'd have been gone a long time ago. But obviously, he saw that there was hope for me. And he saved me and used me to do my ministry. His ministry, I'm sorry, his ministry. <laughs> but yet, I still screw up every day. I think about my friend and his son. I, you know, I am way worse than that at times. And our world is an embarrassment to God. I'm sure it is, but thank God he hasn't destroyed it yet. I think it's right around the corner. But it hasn't happened yet. So I'll shut up. I'll quit rambling. But I want you to think. The next time you see a, a parent pushing a child in a stroller and their child is an adult, think about the years of love and patience that parent has had with that child. Because if you're raising children and they're teenagers or adults and they've already gone, raised themselves and clothe themselves and feed themselves, you're done with it. They're gone. Your, your patience with your child was minimal. But a love and patience of a parent that has a special needs child, that's what we are in God's eyes. We're the special needs people. And thank God that he has the patience and the grace to forgive me every day. And allow me to breathe another day on this planet and to see my kids and my grandkids. Thank God for his grace in my life. And this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patience with me. And I'll try to be back on here more frequent. Winter's coming and seasons are changing. But thank you all for everything and thank you for your prayers and pray for Israel. And pray for all the parents in the world. God bless.